I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The file you are about to hear has been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. And what have we learned? It takes O5-8 a significant amount of time to answer his own question. He speaks with a measured level tone. He is in no hurry. We've learned that there is time missing from our world, almost a year of extremely recent history. And there are spaces, significant spaces, in every population center that cannot be perceived or entered. The cities are rerouting around them like mountains or radiation zones. And along with that time and that space, we've learned that there are enough people missing without any explanation whatsoever that if I spent the rest of my considerably augmented lifespan counting them, I could not count to that number. He pauses. And outside of the Noospherics Division, he says, no one, not a single person, is even aware of these thefts. Even those in the Division who made the discovery cannot recall what happened during that missing time. And no one can enter that missing space. The gap in reality itself can barely be perceived. It is this shocking, blinding absence. The unknown unknown. We've learned, we've cautiously hypothesized, that three to four years ago, an unimaginable anomaly entered our reality. And then sometime later it left, taking all of that space and all of that time and all of those people with it. We do not know what it was or what it did. We've tried to find out, but the truth evades my best noospherists. The question fights back as if it doesn't want to be answered, and we do not know why the anomaly left, though my experts say that in the conceptual realm there's evidence, traces of what could have been a conflict, and in the distance, shining down on us, there's a great new star. He hesitates. Even I don't remember what happened. He continues, with his voice lowered, which I personally find deeply alarming, because this is recent history. Like nearly everybody alive, I must have been there. In some respect, I must have gone through it. But if we've learned nothing else, we've learned this. Humans can walk away from and forget anything. Civilization can go back to normal after anything. He sits in contemplative silence for some time. He stares at nothing. He worries, briefly, that he really does know the truth and that there's nothing anomalous preventing him from knowing it, that it's simple denial. But he won't say that aloud, even here. He says, And I wonder, what was the Foundation's role in this? Were we witness to this anomaly? Were we the ones who defeated it? Did we resist? Negotiate? Participate? We are here now, intact. We are back. To what do we owe that? Did we hide or run? Do we deserve to be back? Have we that right? 
We failed in our stated objective. These people are gone, and it's useless to pretend that they aren't dead. We failed orders of magnitude harder than we've ever failed before, despite which we remain clandestine and unknown to greater humanity, which means that no one external to the Foundation can ever hold us accountable for our actions, or lack thereof. If what happened at the O5 Council meeting yesterday is any indication, we will certainly never hold ourselves accountable. What happened to those people, my people? Where are they? No one is just dead. No one is merely passively dead. Death is caused. SCP-055 cannot answer him. He says, his voice rising, These things happen, and we say to ourselves never again. And a hundred years pass, and they happen again. He says, last time, the time before this one, the time none of us remember, the time for which there is no evidence of any kind, but which I now realize must exist, that time, when we told ourselves and each other we must do better, what did we do differently from then on, and why didn't it work? He says, what does the foundation need to be? Where does it need to be, and how far is that place from here? Can we see it from here, or is this it? He does not know. And after leaving the containment unit, he knows. He will not even remember the questions. Direct observation is harmful to Nima's species. Her mother died when she was a juvenile, killed instantly when a Foundation researcher took a close-up flash photograph of her face. The Foundation thinks her whole species is extinct, wiped out by infertility and disease as an indirect result of excessively close Foundation study. But they are not extinct. Some of them adapted. They fled across oceans and then inland. They grew thicker antimimetic armor. Nima is a fully grown adult C. gigantes, a massively vertically elongated quadruped, almost a kilometer tall at the shoulder. As O5-8's motorcade leaves Site-19, she is standing just beyond the site's perimeter with a crumpled metaspider in her mouth. She's unable to perceive the motorcade or the site itself any more than any human foundationer can perceive her. They only barely walk the same earth. The spider is a 200-meter-long bundle of legs, eyes, and chitin, long body parts dangling from each side of Nima's jaws. The spider convulses ineffectually. It can't escape. It is the last one. The spiders were numerous and tasty, but the ones who walk very slowly have a broad diet. Nima bites down, biting through the last of the spider's legs, which begin an achingly slow tumble to the ground, accompanied by a gout of bug juice. Nima tosses the spider's mauled thorax in the air and catches it in the back of her throat. She gulps it down, mostly whole, still twitching. She raises her head and vocalizes triumphantly, a deafening, inaudible, infrasonic warble. The call carries all the way to her mate and children on the horizon. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, 
Join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons Sharelight 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons Sharelight 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people. Or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel, by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.